This is a question for just the men. Okay. We're listening. All right, my lovely handsome men. Yeah, we're all ears. I have a very serious question. Okay. Go for it. So please take it very seriously. Sure. 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 Of course. Of course. So when you're talking to a woman, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you men are going to put that woman into one of two categories. It's either just hooking up. Don't try. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Or you want a relationship with her. Did I get that right? Yep. Yes. Yep. You got it. I would like to know where to find the guy that wants a relationship. They're, They're in the friend, friend zone. zone. Like, where are they? Friend, friend zone. Are they at the gym? No, no the, the friend, friend zone. zone. Are they at the mall or the movies? They're in the friend zone. Are they playing video games? They're in the friend zone. Please, please tell me where they are. Does he not hear us anymore? I don't know. He was just responding to us a second ago. Man, it's because women selfishly want to hold on to the good guy after sleeping around with the bad guys. So she's not going to hear the truth. Yeah, it will make her look bad. Calm down, guys. She's still here. I don't think she's listening to us anymore. I mean, every guy I meet only wants to hook up. And there is nothing wrong with that. Nope, nope nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. But that lifestyle is not for me. Yeah, right. So please tell me, where are those awesome relationship guys? They're, They're in, in the, the friend, friend zone. Out of place, we ain't caring about your feelings here. Anytime, any place, you can feel it here. Steven, then you out of space, so we clear the air. Any topic, and it's safe, so just be prepared. Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair. The news page, we gon' keep it real. If you tune in, then you sick for real. Bluetooth, we took the red pill. Every image in the video, talk about it. Different views on the subject, we must talk about it. At the end of the day, we just talking, homie. Only me in the room, but it's like a party. Introducing Steven Daniel. I have a friend who has two big dogs. He named them Rolex and Timex. They're watchdogs. Breaking news, the FDA just approved a new drug for people that are easily offended and can't take a joke. It's called Groaset. In other news, Lucky Charms has announced that they will be keeping their leprechaun because Irish people aren't such oversensitive little like Americans, because only in America will we stop a football game, drag out a measuring chain, and look at all the plays 15 times from six different angles to make sure we made the right call, but won't verify the integrity of an election of the highest office in our nation. It's crazy what's going on out there, right? Donald Trump wanted to make America great again. Joe Biden has made the Taliban great again. I've seen so many woke people, especially the younger ones, yelling and complaining that this Afghanistan thing is not a big deal. Let me explain something to you. We all know how this war started. I mean, many of you are too young to remember this, but I do remember. I was in the 10th grade when it all happened. The war started because people blew up our towers. It may not be a big deal to some of you because you were still sucking on your mom's or maybe you were still in your daddy's balls or your teacher continued to change history. Anyways, these killed thousands of Americans. And it didn't matter if you were a Democrat. It didn't matter if you were a Republican. There was so much unity that we don't see today. We all came together. Everyone was waving their flags around. Democrats and Republicans were waving the flags and it wasn't racist to do it. And I've never seen so many Americans just unify like that. But listen, the Democrats and the Republicans wanted that war. Bush was there for eight years. Obama was there for eight years. Trump was there for four years. But in less than one 
Clinton year, Biden managed to screw up the whole thing. So Biden and his generals decided that it would be a great idea to leave Afghanistan and leave Americans behind and leave our weapons behind, too. You won't see that part in the news. It was a retreat. We all know it. No matter what side you're on, we all know it. Something bad is going to happen. I don't know what. I can't predict that. But something bad is going to happen. And Biden is going to take all the blame. And I will defend that because he's just an old puppet that has no clue what's going on. He's going to take the blame. And that is when we'll have our first female president. Watch. You know, when I think about the soldiers, it makes me think about the freedoms that we have. The freedom that these soldiers fought for me to have. And it makes me think about all this vaccine. Like I just said, people died for me to have that freedom. The freedom that gives whiny the chance to complain and say, you'll smoke cigarettes 24-7 but won't get the vaccine. That freedom is great to have. If I want to smoke a cigarette, I can. If I don't want to, I don't have to. If I want to take the vaccine, I can. If I don't want to, I shouldn't be forced to. Why are you people getting mad about somebody else's choice that they want to make? If you feel like the vaccine is going to help you, then take it. I won't hate you for it. I have many friends and family that got vaccinated, but I don't care. And I've told you this before. I will get the jab if it's forced by law or if Disney told me I couldn't go cruising until I do. It's not about politics for me. It really isn't. But for so many of you, it's political and it has made you to be ugly, spirited people. And it's sad. Don't get mad for someone else's choices because you think you have the right choices, that you made the right choices. But the vaccine can help us get out of this. The government is here to help you. They only care about your health. If the government is so concerned about us staying healthy, then explain to me why people are still dying left and right from diabetes because they can't afford insulin. Why are they letting people die from cancer all the time because they can't afford the treatments? Why is almost everything unhealthy for us legal money that's what it always is money you know it's when i go to mcdonald's and i order a small fry and it only costs a dollar but if i get a cup a regular cup of fruit it's almost five dollars the more you are the more unhealthy you are the more the hospitals and the government get to cash in and that is the sad truth they want us to fight each other instead of coming together to over the big corporations. That's just the way it is. I know it will be 2025 and I will still be unvaccinated and I will be pointing my shotgun to the vaccinated. Why? That's why. Do you know what the doctors are prescribing for the symptoms of the Delta variant? For headaches? Tylenol. I'm not kidding. For sore throats? Sepical. And for runny nose, Benadryl. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. Ask your doctor, look it up, you see. And they keep it hush-hush. You know what my doctor told me? My doctor said, if you get it, you get it. And you either going to die or you're not going to die. That's it. Doesn't matter. And a lot of people think that I'm just bashing one side. No, I'm also talking to you. You know, those of you that say, hey, it's my body, my choice. You're sitting there trying to sound like the other side using that same argument that they have with the abortion. You sound like an idiot. It is still your body, your choice. You can do whatever the you want. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to be a 
crybaby about it. If I go to Cheesecake Factory and they tell me that, I, hey, you can't get in here, you need to get the jab. And if I don't feel like I should get the jab at that moment, I'll be like, okay, I'll go turn to my wife. And I said, hey, you want to go to Chili's instead? Done. I'll spend my money somewhere else. There's no reason for you guys to get all butthurt for this. Oh my goodness, do you see in New York, they, 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 they are forcing and who cares of? Most of you don't even live in New York. Most of you don't even shop or go to certain restaurants that are doing this. You're a hypocrite because I just read somewhere online that there's a restaurant that say, oh, we are not going to serve people who are vaccinated. They're acting like idiots as well. Why do they do this? To make noise, to manipulate people. So they can what? Make money. Both sides. And you know what I think Biden <clears throat> should do? If he really, 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 really want to cause some sh and get Republicans to get the jab, Biden should say that he's going to give the illegal immigrants the free jab. Then you'll see all of these f that make this political. You'll see them say, hey, hey, no, 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 no. America first. Give me the jab. Give me the jab. I'll take five jabs. That's all you see. Bunch of And the one thing that I learned from COVID is that it didn't matter if you studied biology. It didn't matter if you studied chemistry, genetics, biochem, anatomy, virology, or biotech. It didn't matter if you worked in an infectious disease lab and know the drill. And it doesn't matter if you spent your whole life focusing on environmental health. It doesn't matter. What matters is that Carol and Josh on social media, who got their degree from Facebook University, is able to go and tell the pros that they are and the people that follow them are eating all that shit up because they have a blue check mark next to their name and people that follow those idiots are like flies even if a bee could explain to the fly hey pollen is better than the flies wouldn't care and they wouldn't understand and be like i don't give a you can't tell me it's all folks i just don't understand people's obsession with this shot You're vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. You can still get the COVID. Hey, guess what? I can still get the COVID. You could still give COVID. I could still give COVID. But now, if you get COVID because of the jab, the symptoms will be lesser than mine. If you get COVID, great for you. See, I chose to wait and see if I got COVID, which I have gotten it. And I'm choosing to see if I get it again and then treat the symptoms the way I did again. You chose to use something new and that's good for you. You felt it was right to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. If you get sick with COVID, and remember, it lessens your symptoms, right? You're not going to know if you got sick. So you're carrying it, right? You go on a trip. You, you went on a plane. You went somewhere. You went vacation. You're feeling fine. You got the jab. You're able to go here. You're able to go there. And you don't even know that you have it. And you're spreading that all of these places. And you don't even know that you got it. Touching every thing. But if I get sick, I feel that coming on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying to home. Just like before all this happens, that's what I did. Hey, I don't feel good. I'm staying to home. I would tell people, hey, before you come over to visit my house, hey, I don't feel good. If you still come, it's your fault that if you get sick because I warned you. So if I get sick now, still, I'm staying home. But hey, you do whatever the you think is right. But don't force me to think like you because the celebrities and the media told you to be good little followers. That if you didn't do it, you are the enemy. That's wrong. That's not how you get people to get the jab. You don't have a good argument. And the other side that say, oh, I don't want to get the jab and all that stuff. They're not thinking logically like I am. They just say no because their side 
Don't get the jab. It makes you American if you don't get the jab. If you get the jab, you're un-American. Fucking stupid people. Both sides. I was gonna get the vax, but I changed my mind. <laughs> I was gonna go out and get the jab, but I changed my mind. I had COVID-19 and I didn't die. Wow, man. They take care of theirs, yeah. you take care of yours, uh-huh. I'll take care of mine. <laughs> I know I just offended some of you people. And since I'm in the asshole mood today, listen to this. If you want to save money for Christmas this year, this is the perfect time to do this. Tell, just tell your kids that the government shut down the North Pole or Santa died from COVID. Perfect time to do it. So so let's move on. And I want to talk about the next few episodes. I am excited for the Halloween special. The first half of the special, I'll be producing an audio drama from the Batman graphic novel, Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth. I love the Batman franchise, so I'm excited about this. Uh, I just wish that the shows and the movies were way better. I mean, it's Batman. I don't even want the movies anymore. You know what I want? I want HBO to do that I've seen in Titans. I just started watching Titans, and I love the rated R factor on it. I love the show. I do. And I think if they stop trying to make Batman a cinematic adventure, and all of us waiting for the next movie in a few years with a new Batman, and making it big and trying to be like the Marvel, I'm just done. I I want a show. Think about your favorite show, right? Think about the money and the fandom that people have thrown at it. Think about Rick and Morty, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Friends, and so on. Most of these in the show we didn't care we didn't know who these were and then the budget went up and then they got paid more but in the beginning they didn't we had to fall in love with the characters first so imagine a full-fledged batman show with the game of thrones budget you could do so many amazing things every season is a new up villain with the most popular villain like joker and harley always showing up you know throughout all the series but every season it's just a new theme because the bro gallery and batman my goodness there's some of these characters that are just just so horrific and so scary of the that they do and it's amazing but replace all of these characters with new actors and actresses that people don't know you'll be able to save money on the cast and spend on the sets and visual effects as long as they don't go woke and then if they just stick to the batman lore that we love man that show could be huge but no we're gonna oh we made this new joker movie up there's a new joker oh we made this batman movie up they didn't go so well i'm tired of it i want consistency when it comes to batman same thing with the spider-man on the dc side batman is my on the marvel side spider-man is my warner brothers needs to stop going woke and need to give us the batman that we want give us something i mean like you play the rocksteady games and they were true to the lore they did amazing job with all three games give me a batman show anyway sorry about that very passionate about batman so i highly recommend you to buy the graphic novel to go along with the audio drama. Why? The, the Batman story I'm going to do is not very scary. The creators, Grant Morrison and Dave McKean, their nightmare-induced graphic novel is amazing and freaky. I mean, you look at the way he they drew Joker, it's freaky. And I think that in during the Halloween season, that if you're listening to the audio drama and you're looking at the graphic novel at the same time and going along with it, it will pair up very nicely. I, I can't wait to bring that to life. So the link will be in the description so you can get it by the time the audio drama is done. The second half of the Halloween special 
is going to be another audio drama that takes place in the world of Five Nights at Freddy's. If you don't know what that is, it's a video game that was launched around 2014. The series is a survival horror game it takes place in a pizzeria in most games the player takes on the role of a nighttime employee and must utilize tools such as security cameras lights doors and vents to defend themselves against hostile animatronic characters now i've only played the second game but there are people that love the game more than i do and they had laid out an entire backstory i love the backstory and that's what i love about the franchise and i can't wait to see the live action movie i like Bloomhouse. I hope they nail it. They've had movies that they've done, but many times they've nailed it. So I really hope that they do a hell of a job with the uh, live action Five Nights at Freddy. But the whole backstory is too long to get into, but the link is in the description so you can watch it and hear the explanation. Keep in mind that if you do decide to watch the video, the story might have changed because Scott, the creator, he's always been like, oh, you figured it out. Okay, well, here's another game that changes everything. That's how he always did. So when I wrote the script, I just put the main character in the setting of the Five Nights at Freddy's 2. And I used the lore that you will see in the links below. And man, I am super excited for this one. I have already casted many people for both the Batman and the FNAF audio drama. Very excited for this Halloween thing. Uh, there will be no episode in November. I got vacation and a lot of things going on during the month of December. So I need every extra time to make that Christmas special great. Um, I think you will like what I have planned. I will reveal what I have planned for Christmas in November on social media. And I also need to use the end of December to plan out January because I will be on vacation in the middle of January as well. So let's talk about this episode. For the touchy topic, I'm talking about finding the joy in this life. In January, we are going to do our last big Vinny and Lenny. I will try my best to create an epic send-off. I know that many of you like it, but I feel like season two was good for big Vinny and Lenny, and I want to move on to season three without them. I, I feel like changing it up. One of these days, I will bring Big Vinny and Lenny back through animation. But for now, I just want to move on. I don't want to tire that thing out. I, want, I don't want people to get bored of it. For the VO nonsense this episode, we will go into what a woman's body parts talk about when she is horny and when she struggles to hold in her poop after the first date. Very fun stuff there. So kick back with your favorite drink and enjoy the show. Time to get touchy. Get ready to be triggered. Sensitive topics. Oh, look, they're about to cry. All consents so we'll see. Nobody likes a snowflake. What is Steven's problem today? We live in a world. I know this. You know this. You got politicians that don't have a clue on how to protect the future. We value material possessions above all. We worry about our feelings more than anything. Education is off from public to higher education. People are more selfish than ever before. So many people out there, angry people that hold on to so much hate, people that constantly blame others, people who don't respect themselves or respect others, people who embrace being disgusting, people that live the life of contradiction, people that don't have any standards, people that have unrealistic expectations, people that are too woke, people that are slaves to corporations and government, people that always needs to be right all the time, egocentric people that need to be the center of attention, pessimistic people who are always looking for proof that the universe doesn't care about them, manipulative people who uses other people to get what they want, unforgiving people who refuse to forgive no matter how the other person is so sorry or has atoned for whatever they did, 
predatory people that sees others as toys or tools to use as they please, getting a real joy out of other people's pain. Narcissistic people who blame others for the problems in their lives. Vindictive people that will go out of the way to get revenge because you went against them. Passive-aggressive people who are the snakes of the world. Greedy people that will get all of they can out of you without any regard of what you want or need. Dishonest people. Judgmental people. These people ruined everything. Every damn thing they touch. They ruined stand-up comedy. They ruined jokes. They ruined friendships. They ruined relationships. They ruined genders. They ruined video games. They ruined board games. They ruined foods relationships. They ruin businesses. They ruin cities. They ruin feminism. They ruin work. They ruin dating, holidays, science, schools. They ruin bathrooms, the department stores, the workforce. They ruin TV. They ruin movies. They ruin Hollywood. They ruin award shows. They ruin school lunches. They ruin regulations. They ruin social media. They ruin the news. They ruin police. They ruin children's books. They ruin comic books. They ruin graphic novels. They ruin manga. They ruin marriage. They ruin the Olympics. They ruin vacation time. They ruin sex. They ruin protests. They ruin health care. They ruin the government. They ruin the military. They ruin art. They ruin your childhood. They ruin late night TV. They ruin Girl Scouts. They ruin Boy Scouts. They ruin free speech. They ruin music. They ruin clothing. They ruin cake shops. They ruin advertising. They ruin history. They ruin the national anthem. They ruin the U.S. Constitution. They ruin capitalism. They ruin the American flag. They ruin traditional values. They ruin economic prosperity. They ruin beer. They ruin camping. They ruin festivals. They ruin conventions. They ruin franchises like Star Wars. They ruin Happy Meal toys. They ruin fun. And they ruined the American dream. They've ruined everything that so many of us enjoy, except mountain fresh water they haven't ruined that yet until now since i said it out loud anyways even though we're all swimming in a sea of people we have to learn to find the joy in our lives in the midst of all the chaos i've met people who have lived every moment to the fullest and i chose to be more like them i refuse to let life struggles and people get me down no matter what i will face it head on i will do my best to find a way to encourage others through this chaos and i will always find joy and do my best to make others happy i will always be optimistic i will always try to be silly loving respectful and happy no matter what the cards i was dealt with and people that are close to me know that about me so much so that if i'm having an off day they freak out what's wrong what happened steven okay he's never quiet Because when I'm having an off day and not feeling myself or just mad about something, I get quiet. There's no talkative Steven. But almost all the time, I look for reasons to be joyful every day. The events of 2020 made me think hard about everything that was going on. I found myself turning into a person I did not like. That's why at the end of that year, I decided to change. I asked myself, what will bring me joy today? No more thinking about the past. Just getting into the mindset that will bring me joy today. It's easy to get wrapped up in all the craziness that you see on social media. Always living to please others. Not living genuinely as you should be. It's not easy to find the joy. Living a joyful life is something that you have to aim to achieve. You have to work hard to get. And I'm going to tell you the ways I found joy in my life. The first thing is music. I know it sounds silly. I love all genres of music from any decade. I enjoy it all. If I had to pick my top three genres, it would be hip-hop for number three, number two, jazz and swing. I, I consider both of them almost the same. And number one, film scores. Music even helps me when I'm writing. It gets me in the mood. 
For example, when I was writing the script for the Five Nights at Freddy's audio drama, I was listening to the Silent Hill 2 soundtrack. Music makes everything better. It brings so many people from all backgrounds together, too. To me, listening to my favorite music is like eating my favorite food. Music is universally palatable. You don't even need to learn the language to enjoy music from all over the world. Music inspires me to dance. Sometimes it gives me the goosebumps and teary-eyed, and sometimes it makes me laugh. It's just so relaxing. One of my favorite things to do is to put my noise-canceling headsets on, put some Frank Sinatra or Chris Stapleton on, drink my Bacardi Gold with Coke Zero and a slice of lime. If I'm drinking a beer, it's 805. If I'm drinking wine, it's Moscato Diasti. Anyways, when you're feeling way down, one of the best medicines is to listen to music. Bob Marley said it perfectly. One good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. One good thing about music, when it is, you feel no pain. One good thing about music, when it is, you feel no pain. So hit me with music. Hit me with music now. Hit me with music. On a subject about music, besides listening to it and dancing, sing it out loud. I am one of those people that you would see singing at the stoplight. I don't give a shit. Let them look. I don't care if I'm singing the song wrong because I'm bad at remembering lyrics. But if I'm feeling good and jamming out, watch out. I don't give a shit. And when it comes to Disney songs, forget about it. <laughs> music is so very powerful. It serves as a therapy for anyone that needs it. So listen to music every day. Listen while you're working out, while you're working, cooking, showering, driving, anything. Get into music. And the music that you love. Don't listen to music that you think that you should listen to. No. Listen to the music that you enjoy. Like I said, my number one is film scores. Not that many people are going to say that. I love it. So the next thing that will help you find joy in life is taking the time to laugh. I love to laugh. I'm one of those people that can laugh very easily. If you're a funny person, you would love me because I laugh so easily, especially if it's something I didn't expect. If I didn't expect something, I am crying laughing. That is one of the reasons why I'm addicted to TikTok. The algorithm on there learned that I like watching funny things. So at least once a day, I will find something that will make me laugh. So many times, the simplest thing would make me laugh. Please send me videos or anything you think that would make me laugh. There are plenty of studies that have shown how laughing is beneficial to your health. It lowers stress, obviously reduces anger, and it helps us rethink things. You have heard that cliche that laughter is the best medicine, but I tell you, it truly is. And it is the cheapest medicine out there. The next thing is counting little blessings. When things are rough, you have to look for the little blessings. It requires a shift in perspective. You already know that the world is people screwing it up, but this world has so many things that are also positive and amazing. When you are going through some shit, it is easy to feel sad or even agony, making it easy to not see the good things in life. This is when you have to take an inventory of your life and list the things that you are grateful for. And I'm talking in literal sense. Grab a notebook or notepad or iPad or whatever you like writing on. But take a week and every night before you go to sleep, write two things. And if you can't think of two things, write one thing. The best you could do and write down what you are grateful for or what blessings you think you had that day. And at first you're going to be like, oh, this. I don't want this. I don't want to do this. Steven doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about it, but I'm telling you, the more you write, the more your attitude will shift. You'll start appreciating things so much more. 
your thinking will change. You will go from worrying about the struggle or worrying about problems to seeing the blessing in things like paying the bills when you thought you could never pay them. I'm always telling people, if you could think of negative things, you can equally think positively. The next thing to do is to get out in nature. For me, it's the beach. Getting outdoors is a great way to relax. Go paddleboarding, go on a hike, swim in the lake, tube down the river, ride a bicycle in your favorite location, go camping, walk around in the park, read a book outside, go fishing, lay down outside and gaze up at the cloud. Garden. I mean, I don't like that one, but I know there's many people out there that have a green thumb and love it. Fly a kite, go on a picnic, go on a morning drive. That one I do a lot. I'll get dressed up, go to Starbucks, get a grande vanilla cream cold brew, head on over to a bakery, pick up a fresh bread and drive locally with the windows down, enjoying the ride. I love it. The list can go on and on because people like different things. Whatever it is, get out. Technology is great, but we spend so much of our day holding the phone, staring at the screens. We spend more time indoors because of the way we communicate today. It's hard to imagine life without Wi-Fi, but I'm telling you, when you put it down for just a little bit, I'm not saying all the time, just a little bit. And if you get out more, you will be so much more relaxed. So spend time in the fresh air without the internet connection. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Just that little bit will bring even more joy. And speaking of getting outdoors, travel. But don't follow the generic bucket travel list. Do your own thing. See what you want to see. Listen to the episode we did in January titled Change Your Bucket List. I go way more into detail with that. Another thing I do is paying for someone's treat. I do this all the time. The other day I was in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A and I noticed this woman behind me just looking tired. I was looking at her through the mirror. You could tell the day with her and I just paid for her meal. At the red light, she caught up to me. She pulled up next to me and thanked me so much. She asked me why. And I just said, I just wanted to make you smile. Have a good day. I do like that all the time. The other day at Starbucks, it was busy and I was just chilling there in a comfy chair because I don't like ordering my coffee ahead of time. So I was just chilling. Saw a woman who looked stressed out. I noticed her earrings and I thought they were cute. I told you, or at least I think I told you so many times my wife buys stuff that she wants to see me in and I buy stuff that I want to see her in. You should see some of the faces of these workers when I tell them that when I'm walking around in the women's stores because I saw something on a mannequin I like and they flip out. They're like, oh my goodness, I never heard of a couple doing this. And I'll be like, I love my wife in this. And sometimes if I feel eh, like I don't know, I'll take a picture of it. And then if my wife likes it or wants to try it on, we go back or I'll go back or we'll order it online. But anyways, I said to the lady at Starbucks, I really like your earrings. She said, thank you. But you could tell she was taken aback. She was like, the fuck is this guy? But I quickly explained how I thought her earrings was unique and nice and how I would love looking for things like that for my wife. She went from a serious face to a relaxed face with a smile. She got her coffee. She came back, pulled out her phone for me to see the vendor from Etsy to give to my wife. She walked away with a smile. I'm always looking to make people smile. I can't make them laugh because I'm not that funny, but I can definitely make them smile. So paying for someone's treat is always guaranteed to make someone smile. I do it all the time. So the next thing I do is to play like a kid. If you have children, just watch them. And if you don't have children, go to Legoland, Disney or wherever there's kids playing. Look how the simplest thing brings them joy. There's a scene in Knocked Up where Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen talked about kids and bubbles. They seem to love bubbles. Oh, God. They go ape over bubbles. Really going ape. I mean, that's an incredible thing about a child. I mean, what's so great about bubbles? They float, you can pop them. I mean, I get it. I get it. I wish I liked anything as much as my kids like bubbles. That's sad. It's totally sad. Their smiling faces just point out your inability to enjoy anything. Am I going to be okay, man? Oh, who knows? Is anybody okay? I'm not okay. 
You're asking the wrong guy. Just don't ask me to lend you any money, you know? Can I just have some? No. This is why Peter Pan is one of my favorite fantasy stories. A kid that never grows old. A kid that refuses to grow up. Think about when you were a kid. You didn't have to worry about anything except your parents finding out that you spilled McDonald's sauce all over their white curtains. Sorry, Mom. But do you remember that feeling that you could take on the world? You never let opinions stop you from taking action. You were willing to try new things all the time because it didn't matter what others thought. You had fun. Then you got older, and the world changed the way you did things, changed how you think. You had to grow up. You forgot to take things that made you feel good when you were a kid and apply them to your adult life. How do you change this way of thinking? You have to pretend that the word failure doesn't exist. It doesn't matter how bad you failed, you need to keep on going. This will help you not give up on things so easily. And don't be afraid to look like an idiot. So many people worry about what others think. Who f- cares? If you want to go to Walmart dressed as Batman, then you f- do it. And never stop asking questions. Kids are annoying like that. Asking this and asking that. But like I said in the last episode, always be a student and never a scholar. Asking questions helps you learn and connect with people. It will help you see the out there when you question things, especially in politics. And this one is big. Like a kid, let your imagination go wild. You remember playing with your toys and the world was so different. I remember playing with my cousins and with my imagination, which is still wild today. We went on so many adventures. We've been in courtrooms that was a simple living room. We've been in a jungle that was only our backyard. And I was the rock performing his signature move with the swimming pool as our ring. And we were live on WWF. Our imagination were wild as kids. We saw the world differently what people say the fixed labels doing things by the book following the sheeples and their leaders don't be afraid to make mistakes do things that you loved as a kid color make paper airplanes go to arcades go to amusement parks eat cotton candy go eat an ice cream cone with extra toppings buy a bb gun play board games play video games do a cartwheel have cookies and dip it in milk dance like nobody's watching build a fort make s'mores go to a haunted house for disney freaks like me have an unbirthday play hide and go seek with other adults you get what i mean take a break from life and wake up your inner child the next thing to do is read read books comic books graphic novels manga whatever it is just read it it is so much better than endlessly scrolling instagram hoping a new photo will pop up these things have been around for so long and the joy that reading brings is something that movies and shows cannot bring you you have to read in order to understand what i'm talking about there is a reason why people say that the books are better it is because the movies leave stuff out all the time books are more portable I love digital versions because I love the idea of having hundreds of books in one place rather than having to make room for bookshelves. And I mean, I understand having it physically. I know that's many people's arguments, but I just don't have that space for that. Anyways, books makes you use your imagination. Movies tend to be overdramatic on things that don't need to focus on. A reader can get more out of a book than a movie. Why do you think fans are always way critical around movies and shows? When it's based off of a book or a graphic novel or a video game. People like the original story. Sometimes movie studios nail it. Like Jurassic Park. The original book? You haven't read it? Don't. But Steven Spielberg and John Williams brought that whole thing to life and made it better. And most of the time it doesn't work that way. I will read almost anything. Many times they answer questions and fill in the blanks. Reading reduces stress. You can also meet great people through book clubs and discussion groups. Reading challenges your perspective. You can see through the eyes of many characters out there that have a different viewpoint than your own. And it allows you to experience multiple realities. 
Life can be so very boring and so chaotic, but some of these books can really take you to a world beyond our world and into someone else's crazy imagination. Take, for instance, my Nightmare Lane book. It's about a mummy who fell in love with a human, had a kid, and then they're forced to move to the horror universe, and their street name is Nightmare Lane, where their neighbors are Werewolf, Dracula, the Frankenstein Monster, and the Green Reaper. Sometime in the future, I'll do an audio drama of it if you don't want to read the book. But this story is from my sick, twisted mind. Hopefully by the end of the winter season, I hope to finish my next book, which is a dark twist to the Peter Pan story. I'm almost done with the rough draft and I'm super excited for that one. So reading is good for you, whether it's fiction or not. It will bring a joy that you cannot get through movies, shows and social media. And this feeling can last a lifetime. Readers don't read because they have to do it. Readers read because it's fun. Another thing that I do that brings me joy is learning a fun skill. I've already said this and I will always say it, be a student and ever scholar. The latest thing I just bought myself was a piano. I used to play it and I hadn't touched one since 2007. I was walking around Guitar Center with my boys and I sat down in front of the keyboard and I started playing. Badly, of course, but my boys' reaction was so awesome. They had never heard me play. It felt good feeling the keys again, so I made an impulse purchase and bought it. I love it. But why does learning something new makes us happier? Well, learning can help us build confidence. It can really help with self-esteem too. Learning can definitely help with fueling your creativity. How? Well, you get your ideas based on what you know, right? Well, learning something new in another area will trigger new ideas. It will enhance the ideas that you already have. Now, for some of you, learning something new, it may not sound like fun because more than likely you had a bad experience with schools and teachers. But I'm telling you, learning can actually be a joyous thing. Whatever you're interested in, I recommend trying it out because we don't have a lot of time in this world. Don't wait for stress to arrive. Don't wait until it's too late before seeking learning opportunities. Find something new to learn and have fun. The next thing that I do is watch movies and shows that I really enjoy. Because when I'm not reading, I am watching movies getting the best of both worlds. I really don't give a fuck what critics think. Most of them are corporate ass lickers hiding behind authenticity. There are a bunch of... Now, I will listen to certain people who I know is like me. My brother is one of those people. Eight out of ten times, we like the same thing, so I trust him when he recommends a show or a movie or a game to me. So when it comes to anything else, I watch 30 to 60 seconds of the trailer because I rarely watch the whole thing. And if I do, I don't watch trailer two or trailer three or the final trailer. No, but I just watch a little bit, and it has to call to me. I like to be surprised. And I love really getting into a movie that I really don't know anything about. I don't care what other people say about it. If I like the content, I'm watching it. For example, I just started watching the Titans show on HBO Max. I heard people talking about it left and right and they were saying how woke it got. And right now as I'm recording this, I have just finished today the first season and I love it. I don't give a shit what other people said about it. I remember being excited to watch Joker and I watched it and I absolutely love it. But so many critics hated it. And then you got so many sheeples that repeat the critics words that are obviously not their own words saying how bad it is. Listen, the film critics, most critics are assholes. They don't care about the content. They don't care how hard it took so many people to make the movie. No one wakes up and say, you know what? Today I'm going to make the worst movie of the year. Film and TV critics are paid to watch the content. They go to the movie theater and start nitpicking in the film instead of actually looking at it, enjoying it, instead of sitting there like a regular person and really getting into the experience. You won't believe how many people won't watch a film because film critics said it was bad. They feed into that 
If you are one of those people, you are a grown person to be having someone else make a decision for you. I do watch YouTubers who are not film critics, but movie fans, and I like listening to them discuss the movie or critique the movie after I watch the movie. A lot of times when I do this, I get a better understanding of the story from fans that really know the content more than I do, because many times I'll miss something. Like people talking about all the ghosts that I missed in the show, The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. So if you like the trailer, if you like the story, you like the creators, you like the director, you like the talent in front of the camera, then Watch whatever the hell you want, because you know how many movies had really bad reviews on opening day or opening weekend and now are classics? You had The Shining, Predators, Psycho, The Exorcist, Blade Runner, Home Alone, Caddyshack, The Wizard of Oz, Jaws, Apocalypse Now, Pretty Woman, Halloween, Dazed and Confused. And there's so many that I know that I'm forgetting. So f*** those Because these are the movie critics. This movie is too short. This movie has too many white people in it. This movie is too violent. This movie has a racist director because she voted for a Republican. This show is a joke. For me, it's all about the experience of going to the movies. I get all dressed up. I go to the movie theater. I get my small popcorn and a large water. I wish I could have a Sprite, but the gout me all up when I drink soda. I'm sitting there with a bunch of strangers ready for an experience. Because there is a big difference when a film critic sits there with a notepad and or a phone writing notes not really paying attention. Even comparing it to watching it at home. Like my last amazing experience I had in a theater was Avengers Endgame. I was in a packed theater. It was way different than watching it on Blu-ray at home or on the iPad through Disney+. Plus. I remember the feeling of excitement when all of those characters showed up at the end. People were cheering and crying. It was such an incredible experience. And I'll never forget that. That's the joy. It's moments like that that I'll never forget. The next movie theater excitement I can't wait for is Spider-Man No Way Home. I have a feeling that's going to be packed. I have a feeling that Spider-Man is going to be the movie that brings theaters back into the limelight. The point that I'm trying to make to you is that make your own decisions on whether or not you want to watch the film. Don't listen to the people out there that don't know what the f*** they're talking about because they don't have your best interest at heart. So watch whatever you want. That's how you bring even more joy into your life. The next thing to do is to watch the sunrise. I'm a morning person, so I like the sunrise, but maybe you prefer the sunset. So watch the sunrise or the sunset. Take time every other week or all the time, however much you could do it, and just find a perfect spot where you can watch the sunrise or sunset. I love watching the sunrise because it is the awakening of life. I like to start each day anew with problems left behind. So it means a lot to me. The reason I also like watching the sunset is... The colors. My God, you see so many amazing colors at night. The colors the sun creates against the night sky can truly be amazing. Watching the sunrise or the sunset is always different and it's incredible. It never looks the same. Think about this. You are given one day every day and that's it. It's crazy to think about, huh? Just one day. And then you're done with that day. You get one day a day. And the best part about watching the sunset or the sunrise is that it doesn't cost a damn thing. The next thing to do to have joy in your life to do things that you're passionate about. Like I talked about in the Just Be You episode, you have to do you. You have to do what you love. Similar to what I said with the movies, you have to do things that will make you happy. That will bring joy to your life. How often do you get up in the morning feeling excited about the day? You're excited to do something. And sadly, people struggle to get out of bed excited for anything. There's no time like the present to invest and find something you're passionate about right now. The big thing I'm super passionate about right now is the podcast. I put so many hours 
hours of my free time into this. I don't make any money with the podcast. It's all for fun. Someday that may change. Something that was a four minute intro skit probably took me an hour or two to edit, but I absolutely love it. And I know it may not seem like a lot when I upload one episode per month, but I do my best to give you guys something fun and different every episode. So it takes up a lot of planning and a lot of time. But I absolutely love playing radio. I think I said this before, but back in the 90s, I used to have a boombox that had a built-in microphone and I would put a blank tape in there, press record and just pretend that I'm in the radio. My cousins had the same type of boombox, so we used to play radio all the time. I mean, I wish I had the tape so bad, but you know, us kids don't take care of shit, so it either got lost or it broke. But I remember doing some crazy on there and I definitely remember laughing so much. So here I am doing the same thing through podcasting. It is something I am very passionate about and I'm looking forward to seeing the podcast continue to grow. I hope that one day it gets to the point where it starts making money so that Out of Place can have many people, paid people, working for it, having a legit studio. But the only way that would happen is if it grows first. So if you have the time, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. You don't even need to write a review. Just click the stars. Let's just get some more crazy people to listen to this podcast so we could just keep growing. Anyway, so don't wait until tomorrow or the next day to find something to be passionate about. Do it right now. Close your eyes and dig deep into your lovely mind and figure out what you would like to do. Picture yourself five years or 10 years from now or even 15 years from now and ask yourself what you would like to see yourself accomplish. The next thing I do is create something. Besides writing books and working on the podcast, I play the piano. I love to draw. Since I was a kid, I was very into drawing things. And over the years, I've gotten better to the point where I've been paid to design logos and stuff for companies. After going to Full Sail for a little, they taught me how to paint digitally. And I love that medium. I used to love color pencils and paper, but I love the control when I'm drawing on Procreate on the iPad Pro. I love it so much more. I just wish I could draw people a little bit better because if I could draw people better, I would be able to write, do my own graphic novels. So if you are a person that loves to draw comics and suck at storytelling and you just want to draw something and you need a storyteller, man, let's partner up. You find me, email me, and let's collaborate. Anyways, add a little creativity in your life. Be creative. Steven, how does playing an instrument or drawing something bring joy? It is the state of mind that you get in when you're completely absorbed in something. Think about a project that you did at home or at work. Think about how concentrated you were. Concentrating being in the zone is good for you. Now imagine that project being something fun, not fixing or building something at home, not working. No, working on a project that made you smile, that brought you extreme joy. For me, it's the podcast, creating content for it. I play the piano, I write stories, and I write down ideas that come to me. I draw. But there are more things you could do that may interest you. You could take a class, like an improv class. You can go back to coloring. You can sculpt something like ice, soap, stone, or clay. You could build a sandcastle. You could paint or do something with art, get into origami or calligraphy, learn magic. You can make jewelry and sell it on Etsy. You can get into photography, make a puppet, which I want to do that one. Work your way into becoming a dungeon master, which I want to do too. Learn to sew, knitting, crocheting, embroidering, or quilting, make a dream catcher, weave basket, go into digital scrapbooking. 
it's pretty amazing to do something that makes you feel good. So whatever it is that you decide to do, just get creative. The next thing I do to keep joy in my life is always finding a new recipe to cook. I love cooking. My favorite part of cooking is people's reaction. Like the latest thing I tried to perfect is the chicken piccata. Recently, my parents had visited us from Florida and we went to the Cheesecake Factory. And my wife and mother shared a chicken piccata and my wife fell in love with the meal. I took a bite and loved it too. Never had it. And my wife then asked me if I could make it. So I found the recipe and I did it. It came out really good. I'm a perfectionist and my own worst critic. So I thought it was just okay, but my wife loved it. So for our dating anniversary of 16 years that just passed, she wanted to go back to the Cheesecake Factory to have the chicken piccata. And I ruined it for her. She did not like cheesecake version anymore. She preferred mine. And as I'm recording right now, she's in Florida visiting her father and my parents and her father, they all went out. They took her to uh, an awesome Italian restaurant. I don't know what I forgot the name, but she had the chicken piccata there when we were FaceTiming. She was like, yours is better. Can you please when I get home? I need that to be my next meal. That's why I love cooking. When people ask me, why do you cook so well? My answer is always, I need to make my wife smile. Everyone else that likes it, that's just bonus. But I only care what my wife likes. And if I can make my wife smile with a good, delicious meal. And when my boys like it, they're just bonus too. My wife is the same with baking. I can't eat anywhere else because my wife bakes so well. The last thing she made me was a lemon cake. She made it so good that every bite had me rolling my eyes. And then I go to a restaurant or go to a party and have like a box cake or a supermarket cake. And I instantly could tell the difference. She ruined it for me. I only could have her meal or anybody else that can bake homemade cakes really well. It just stands out. I can't have that box. I can't have supermarket anymore. Can't have that restaurant shit anymore. Doesn't taste the same. I'll eat it because we might be on vacation or something. And I'll be like, ugh, my wife can make it better. And it's not just the cakes that she could do. It's everything that requires baking. You're talking pies, homemade dough for different things, amazing cookies. Like I said, outside of this house is Unless you were a baker at home and you are the same way. So when we go out for dessert, it's usually just ice cream because she doesn't like making ice cream at home. So I cook for her and she bakes for me and it's perfect. I know that many of you love your DoorDashes and Uber Eats, but I'm telling you when I'm cooking, I set up my iPad with the Bose Sports headset. I put on a movie or a show or a podcast or a YouTube that I want to listen to and I get into the zone. If my wife's not at home, I don't put the volume so loud so that I can hear the boys. But when she's home, I blast the volume and I get lost in the cooking. It's such a good stress reliever. It helps me clear my head. Cooking helps me break up the routine. It's such a therapeutic activity. I don't know about you, but when I cook, I really get all my senses working over time. Smelling seasonings as I open the small containers. The aroma that fills the house when I'm lightly sauteing fresh garlic. The sound as I cut through a fresh ciabatta bread and the zigzag design of the homemade nacho cheese as I make pan nachos. All of those things stimulate my senses. Here's a small tip before I forget. Don't grab the recipe and start cooking. No, read the recipe first. Plan it out and get all the prep work done first before you start. When you do it like this, you will never have overcooked meal again. I think of it like a symphony. I get all of my ingredients ready for the show and I slowly create something wonderful for my family. This is why the kitchen and grill area is just as relaxing areas. Not only is it fun, but it is cheaper and way healthier. For example, I love nachos, one of my favorite dishes, but I can make it better at home. Take nachos from, I don't know, let's say Chili's. 
Chili's nozzles is okay. It's not the greatest thing, but it's good when I'm out and about, if I'm on vacation. But it's 1,300 calories for the classic nachos with beef. With chicken, it's about 1,100 calories. With no protein, it's about 1,000 calories. But at home, when I make homemade nacho cheese, when I add fresh ingredients, not only does it taste better, but it's only a little over 700 calories for half of the pan nachos. And it's a filling amount. Now, like I said, I'll order on vacation, but if I'm home, I'm making it the way I want to make it. Anyways, there is not a reason for you not to get more interested in cooking. I promise you, you, it can be fun. It is a skill that is absolutely worth learning, and it will bring joy to your life in a way that you didn't expect. The next thing I do is be present. We have hectic life schedules. Everything goes by fast. It makes it really hard for any of us to live in the present. We always got a million things that we have to do. There's always something that needs to be done. We get anxious, we become stressed out, and we become unhappy. So what do I mean when I say be present? It means not getting caught up with the distractions. Distractions like things that haven't even happened yet. Worrying about what may never come. You have to slow down and live today. When something happens, don't just say, oh my goodness, what if this happens? What what, what if that doesn't go as planned? Stop it. You need to relax and live the life of joy today, right now. This day is guaranteed. You're alive right now. But tomorrow, you really don't know. You need to live life right now. Be happy with today. The past is done and gone. Tomorrow may never come, but you do have today. Enjoy the moment you are in right now. Don't worry about unfinished tasks. Don't worry about things that you've said to other people or what they've said to you. Don't worry about the you've done. Don't get obsessed with social media. Don't use the excuse that you never have enough time for yourself. How do you be present? Number one, and you always hear me say it, smile. I don't care what you say. You have a gorgeous smile. Everyone does. If you're at home, go to a mirror right now and smile. Pick up the phone, turn on the camera, and smile. If you're in a car, put down that visor and take a look in the mirror. Smile. Just smile. Are you smiling? See? I told you. You have an amazing smile. Don't get teary-eyed. It is an amazing feeling. Keep smiling. Keep doing that. Start your day with a smile. It will change your life. If you start every day with a smile. And it will change the people around you, too. I see it every day. If you smile... You will always have a positive attitude. And when you have a positive attitude, you are in the better position to accept everything with ease. You will appreciate every moment of today. There will never be a perfect day and things will always get a little weird. That's just a nice way of saying you have to deal with people. But being in the present will help you appreciate everything that comes flying at you. It prepares you so that you are ready to remove the bad thoughts that come your way. And another way to be present is to look at your work and your daily routine and find something positive about it. It just adds unnecessary stress and pressure when you have a negative mindset. But having a positive mindset, your day will be so much better, which will make you feel better. Another way to be in the present is forgiving people who have hurt you. It's hard, but it's better to just move on. Thinking negatively about someone who doesn't give a damn about you is just a waste of time. It is not living in the present when you have to worry about them. So don't think about what they did because that's in the past. Like I said, don't think about how to avoid them or how it will turn out because it's in the future. But right now, you could just say other things that will help you be in the present is always listening and shutting the up. Don't be afraid to take breaks. Stop worrying about everything and shut off your electronics. And I know that the last one I mentioned is kind of cringy because, hey, you're listening to this on the 
electronic on your phone or something. But it is very important to take a little bit of time each day to switch off your digital world and enjoy the moment you're in. These phones and electronics are major distractions. Trust me, the other day when my in-laws were in town, when I was, we went to the Cheesecake Factory for breakfast, the one next to Disneyland, we were standing there waiting for them to open the doors. It was a line. Families and couples were in the line. 90% of the people were on the phones. It's these moments where I don't take out my phone. I look at the people. I'm enjoying the weather. Watching the cars pass by on Catella Avenue. Watching the Disney buses passing by. Looking at the kids and their parents wearing the Disney outfit on their way to the theme park. Watching my three boys play with their grandpa. Watching my wife's beautiful smile that got me to ask her out 16 years ago. I just took that moment and enjoyed the present. It's not very hard to master. So find a way to live every day and be present. You will find happiness and joy. I promise. The next thing I do to have joy in life is choosing authenticity. You've heard me say mindless robots and sheeples a lot. Don't be like that. Choose to be you. Don't follow people blindly. It's okay to listen to people that you relate to, but don't idolize that person, that corporation, or that celebrity. They don't give a shit about you, and that's the truth. I used to be a sheeple a long time ago, but now I'm authentic. I'm Steven, and so many people can't handle that. No, you need to be on my side. No, my side. And I'm here like, hey, you're right. And you're also right. I base all my decisions on logic. So many people struggle with expressing themselves openly and truthfully. They are afraid to be themselves. They can't think for themselves. They just simply follow the crowd like a bunch of sheeps. That's why I call them sheeples. They are easily influenced by the media or whatever celebrity influencer that can speak the loudest. People just accept the ideas that come to them without questioning the one speaking to them. It's the result of a social influence. You ever wonder how friends could change in an instant? One minute they are a Democrat and the next minute they're a Republican. One minute they hate Spider-Man and now they wear the retro Spider-Man comic shirt. It's social influence. The funny thing is that they look like idiots because people who are authentic can spot the posers so easily. I saw this with zombies. I love zombies my whole life. And back then, most people didn't like it. Then The Walking Dead went mainstream and these love zombies. The true test was waiting for the zombies to be outplayed. So I got to see those sheeples repeat the popular saying now, Ugh, when are they going to stop with the zombie stuff? That's a new thing to say. Those are the people that stand out. They weren't authentic. They were sheeples. These people hide who they really are. Social media has caused so much self-doubt. The sheeples and the mindless robots feel that they have to behave and stay in their predictable roles. I truly feel bad for them. I really do. Why? Because they're trapped. That's what I feel. I feel like they're trapped. They have no clue where their passion, enthusiasm went. They stop being themselves because they are scared of the risk. They are forced to stay under the radar because they feel safe. They feel safe when they blend in and draw no attention to themselves. It's time to be authentic the people who will criticize you because you chose to be you. The risk of rejection because the sheeples can't accept you. Being authentic may seem really difficult to practice every day, but it is possible to achieve. Being authentic means acting in ways that show your true self, acting in ways that show everyone how you feel. And it's your whole self, not just showing people a certain side, the whole you. You know why people like this podcast? Think about this. Don't you realize that you are drawn to somebody who's authentic? You like to connect with that person because you like the realism. Those people risk it all. I risk it all. Saying how I truly feel on the podcast, on every streaming device, people could hear this all over the world, but I don't care. Authentic people always take ownership and will admit their faults. I don't blame others for the that I do. I learn from it and move on and improve on it. Sheeples blame others for their failures. 
They want to point fingers away from themselves. They blame their managers for a shitty time at work. They blame their parents because they are bad parents. They blame the government for not having an easy life. They will blame everyone else but themselves. Authentic people take ownership and they are always quick to forgive and apologize for their part. I don't care if my wife and I argue and it's her fault. I will apologize for participating in the hurt fest. We shouldn't hurt each other. Authentic people don't care about the materialistic because if you take that away, if you take out the house, if you take out all the cars and the possessions, you find out that we are just human beings. Authentic people understand this. I don't care about status. I don't care about wealth. I don't care about race. I care about treating people with respect. I care about making beautiful connections with people so that at the end of my life, when people are at my funeral, they could say Stephen was real. Stephen meant this to me. Stephen meant that to me. That's one of the reasons why I am the way I am. One is being a good role model for my boys. But I didn't want to have a funeral and people say, I hated him. I'm happy to be rid of him. Authentic people are not around the bush. They practice what they preach and they don't wait for to happen. They just get the ball rolling and not wait for a sign or someone else to do the work. Developing authenticity is not going to be easy, especially if you were a hardcore sheeple. It is hard, but you will see that when you start getting the ball running, you will be different. You will see a difference. You will feel change and you will love yourself and the authenticity within you will emerge. The last thing that I do to have joy in my life is seeking out positive people and be rid of the toxic people altogether. Toxic people put you down to feel better about themselves. Positive people raise you up when you're down. Toxic people will always give off negative vibes. Positive people always find a way to make you feel better. Toxic people blame you for their mistakes. Positive people understand that happens and will help you to move on. Toxic people are really selfish and only care about themselves. Positive people help constantly, having your best interest at heart. Toxic people never listen to you. They never give you a chance to say your piece. Positive people are always ready to hear what you have to say. They actually listen. Toxic people will not respect you and how you feel. Positive people are always concerned about your feelings. Here's the thing. Life is short. You will have an average of five good friends. Why keep the toxic people in your life? Why surround yourself with people that will make you feel bad? It is time for you to consciously choose the right people you want to be close with. I am very conscious of the people I spend time with physically and online. I surround myself with people who will bring me up instead of bringing me down. People that will make me feel good about myself. People that will make me laugh. People who know how to have fun versus bringing nothing but drama. When toxic people try to get me feeling all kinds of bad emotions, I don't like to give them the satisfaction. They don't know what to do when I don't give them the satisfaction, so they always move on to the next person so they can manipulate them. I hate being around people who are addicted to drama and negativity. I don't try to change people. You're not going to be successful in changing a toxic person into a positive person. But what if it's my friend? Respectfully say this. Hey. I love you, I want the best for you, but I have to be honest, the negativity that you bring into my life is exhausting and frustrating, and it makes me not want to spend time with you anymore. We've known each other for a while, but if this is all the relationship is going to be, then let's go our separate way. That's it, and expect that he or she is going to be defensive and nasty, but walk away and be done. Let them say what they have to say. Be in charge of the people you allow in your life. There are already so much negativity in the world. You see it in the news. You see it on social media. Everything that you love doing, watching, or experiencing, there's some stupid f that doesn't like it and want to fight you on it. You could say, I love rap music of today, and some old will be like, rap was better than the 90s. 
You could say, I love that movie, or I love watching this show, and some would be like, I can't believe you like watching that. You could say, I believe in this, I could believe in that, and here comes the whiny f marching down saying, how dare you believe in that? F those people. Don't sit back drowning in hopelessness. Seek out positive people and block out toxic people in the physical world and online. You don't need toxic people in your life. Those people who like to complain and always see the worst in everything. Give your attention to positive people and the good things that the world brings. And if you continue doing this, you won't be clicking that negative story. You won't give a glance at a negative post. You will just live with joy in your heart because all of those amazing positive people that you will find will know that joy. A lot of people confuse joy with happiness. It may sound the same, but it really isn't. Happiness is an emotion that gives you little doses of satisfaction like drinking a pumpkin cream cold brew at Starbucks and they nail it. Many people think that happiness is having a bigger house, having a cool car, getting a better paying job. You're convinced that these things are the things that will give you happiness. All of this is just a small dose of happiness. I do things that I talked about today for joy. You see, joyfulness is so much better than just being happy. It is stronger and lasts way longer. Trust me. You can have all these things that you have ever wanted, but you will more than likely not be a very happy person. So from now on, when it's time to make a decision, whether it's big or small, ask yourself, will it bring you joy? I promise you, by practicing this, opportunities will pop out right in front of you and you will start meeting other joyous people. I promise. Choose joy over fear and over all the people around you. You can be content with what you have. If you notice all these things, start with putting yourself first. Stop checking in on a person who doesn't check on you. Stop investing your heart into someone who mistreats you. You are better than that. Someone once told me that if you stress too much about something before it happens, you're basically putting yourself through it twice. That's deep. I don't have time to be angry. You know how much it takes to hold an attitude or a grudge? A lot of time. I don't have that time. The time that it takes you to go, I don't like that person. All that time that you spend thinking about this type of sh it can go to something positive. I choose being positive because overall positive will always beat negative. Sometimes you will be unsatisfied with your life, but there are people who wish they had your life. I remember seeing this on social media. It was a nice little post. It said, if wealth is the secret to happiness, then the rich should be dancing on the street. But only the people that live a simple life do that. If power ensures security, then officials should be walking unguarded. But those who live simply sleep soundly. If beauty and fame bring ideal relationships, then celebrities should have the best marriages in the world. But those who live simply walk humbly and love genuinely. All good will come back to you. Live simply. So listeners, do your best to make sure joy is in your life. And I promise you, because I do this, all the time. I live this way. I am a super happier person than I was before because I found joy in my life. Hi, I'm trying to figure out what's for dinner. I've only figured out a side dish, artichokes, as my parents like to say. Because for some reason, they can never remember the name Brussels sprouts. I also never bothered to correct them because I like the word artichoke. And it's kind of fun to hear them call Brussels sprouts artichokes. We never cook artichokes either way, so when am I going to get to hear that sinfully aggressive vegetable name? Anyways, tonight I'm making some honey sriracha Brussels sprouts. 
I wouldn't be able to do so without this special piece of cookware equipment. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, my cast iron pan. So, naturally, I've decided to tell you what I know about them. We are about to enter the fall season where I live, and if it's getting cooler where you're at, do not contribute to your heat bill. You can heat your house up by cooking some bomb-ass food. If you're going out to eat regularly and you're living paycheck to paycheck, I'm talking about you, John, then this is the time to wake up and impress your future wife. Now, where was I? Cooking with cast iron pans can be a pain in the ass. The pans are heavy, they rust easily, and if they're made correctly, they don't come with a handle that helps you avoid the heat. If you're cooking and you touch it, you will burn yourself, but they last forever, if properly treated. And also, they retain heat longer, making them the ideal pan to keep food warm. That's why people love them. That's why I love them. You've probably heard a bunch of mixed advice on how to care for them, but I'll give you the advice that you need. Some say to always clean the pan with soap, and others say soap will kill it. I'm telling you, don't you dare soap that porous pan unless you cook something with sharp flavors in it, like seafood. Then you'll want to scrub that fishy shit off of it. Or you can have multiple skillets and dedicate one to fish to avoid all that scrubbing. Once you soap, you'll need to re-season that pan ASAP. Get it as clean as you can. Dry it. Coat it with oils inside and out, and then bake it to about 350 degrees for an hour and a half or so. I actually keep these cubes of frozen pig fat in my freezer for easy re-seasoning. Seasoning prevents the pan from rusting, which can occur if the pan is left slightly wet overnight. Embarrassingly to admit, I've actually screwed up a few cast iron cookware pieces by not fully drying them and letting them get all nice and rusty. At that point, my impatient decided to rehome them at a goodwill and let them be another problem. I'm down to only one pan right now, but it's been going strong for a few years. Maybe in a few years I'll be trusted well enough to inherit grandma's pans, but uh, she's heard what happened to the rest of them. You don't have to be like me and get rid of your rusted pan, though. If rust begins to form in your pan, don't throw it out. Start from square one. You can build back a coat of seasoning and create a legacy pan for your family. All you have to do is score the pan with a Brillo pad and wipe it with some lard, and then you let that pan get really hot. Once it's cool, wipe off, and repeat the process until your pan is all rust-free. And maybe you can find mine at Goodwill. You know, if anybody hasn't bought them yet, or maybe they were bought and re-gifted back to Goodwill, because I do that all the time. I buy, and then I donate, and then I buy that same type of thing back, and I donate it again, and it's cyclical. Some say that the food that you cook in your cast iron pan will absorb iron. However, there are those who believe that the frying pan will add unwanted hazardous metals into your food. I use stone copper mugs for mules. And I found that to be the case. Nasty, coppery, mixed drinks that made me feel like I was turning into a Russian juggernaut. Uh, I was pretty baller back then. But then I got sick of that taste and I donated them for some copper-plated ones. Now I'm looking cool still, but the insides actually, they're stainless steel. I'm sure that the extra iron in your cast iron pan is fine. Probably a good supplement for all those nutrients that I'm missing in my diet. I've also never gagged from the metallic-y flavored pan, unlike the mule mugs. These pans are seldom used commercially because of their weight, and to care for them without rusting is uh, pretty time-consuming. You can get some special textures at home when you're cooking with these that you won't be able to get when you go out to your average restaurant. I guarantee you, you're probably only seeing these for like, oh, I cooked my dessert in this type of pan. I doubt they're using them for the, the main steak and stuff. So if you want to get some special textures at home that you wouldn't normally be able to get at a fine dining restaurant, try cooking with them. And if you want to copy my recipe for artichokes, buy a bag of Brussels sprouts. 
They normally come in a one-pound bag with about 20 sprouts, and then cut them into halves through the root side. Heat up your cast iron skillet with a layer of thin avocado oil in the pan, and then crank it up to medium-high. Put those halved Brussels sprouts cut side down, blackening them, locking in all that sprout juice. I'd say this takes about 20 minutes, maybe 15. While your sprouts are cooking, I want you to prepare the mix that you're going to put on top. It's um, about the size of an ice cream scoop. You'll put a 50-50 ratio of honey and some kind of hot sauce. I go with sriracha. Mix it together. And then when the bottom of those brussels have been blackened, flip them so they're on their backs. And then drizzle that sweet heat sauce on top. Cook it on high heat for about five minutes and then turn that pan off. They're ready to consume after you've let them cool down for about another five minutes. Um, If you consume too early, that sauce will burn your mouth, and you might not be able to taste how delicious it is. Now I'm a bit salivating. I need food now. I guess I'm going to heat up a Hot Pocket. You know, I gotta hold myself over. There's still that other part of dinner that I haven't figured out, and I haven't even started cooking yet. I've met a lot of folks who say Brussels sprouts are bland and they suck. I bet that's because they either steamed or boiled them. Now I'm saying... If you get that cast iron out and you blacken them and you still don't like them, you've got to be a picky. My recipe didn't require an oven, but that's another thing that's great about cast iron. You can sear your meat directly in a pan and then throw that skillet into the oven, locking in the juices for a scrumptious pot roast. You will also have to have some good oven mitts to handle your cast iron. Even when you're trying to reposition the pan on the stove, you probably won't have the finesse to flip your food considering how heavy it is. But if you can, That means that you've got some true muscles. Later, guys. I'm actually way too hungry to talk about kitchen without eating right now. This Hot Pocket, it's all right, but it's, you know, it's ham and cheese and and a little bit of cat hair. That's all fine, but when the hell is he going to touch me? I agree with boobs, but I want to go first. Nope. I called the first. But you always go first, and I told you, my name is Flower. It sounds prettier. What are you, four years old? Flower sounds pathetic. Fine. Instead of calling you boobs, I'll call you knockers or t- How'd you like that? I don't care. Shut up. We are having a beautiful moment with him. Don't ruin it. You shut up, Hart. I agree with Hart. Just take it easy and sever this. Don't worry. I'll get us started. No, I want to be the one to get us started. Please don't. All I have to do is let myself right over to him. Don't you dare. I want this to last. Ha, that rhyme. <laughs> don't laugh at her jokes. Here I go. Hart. What do you want me to do? I feel like I'm running a marathon now. I'm so nervous. There. I did the hard part. Okay. Let me get control of the mouth. Wait. What are you going to say? Oh, boy. I can feel his you-know-what. It's gotten bigger. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do I say? Yep. He is ready to go. Mm. Hey, I want to go first. Brain, tell him to get some ice. Mm. Okay. Here we go. Take control of the mouth and... Are we getting food after this? Yeah, that was bad. You stupid idiot. <laughs> Dummy. Yeah, sure. Uh-oh, we are losing him. I know what to do. He's hard again. Nice work with the fingers, brain. Thank you. Oh, yeah. He's touching me. 
please go under the shirt. Please go under the shirt. Please go under the shirt. Oh, yeah. She looks so peaceful. I don't want to wake her up. I'm just going to take a quick shower. Good morning! What? Poop? You have to get out! <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to do! This is the worst timing. I know. Tell me about it. He's not going to ask us out again. If he knows we poop, do something! I'm trying! Trust me! I will not let that poop come out of me! Hey, he's human too. Obviously, he knows everyone poops. You're right, Heart. This guy knows about me. I don't feel so good. Stomach, just relax. Everything is going to be okay. Shut up, Stomach. He's definitely going to know that we are holding poop in. I don't think we can play this off. I wonder if that guy is pooping in there right now. Wait, what? That's not fair. Why does he get to poop and not we? I don't think he is doing that. It sounds like he is showering. No, I think it is just a decoy. I bet you that he's pooping in there and on his phone. Shut up! Yeah, screw this. I'm ready to come out. This is not going to be happening. Poop, you are going to stay in the inside. Yeah, it's just a few more hours. We will just have a small breakfast and then we'll leave and go somewhere nice to poop. Mm -mm, I can't wait that long. Ow! Stomach, be quiet. Yeah, be quiet. If we don't find somewhere I can go, I will come out right here if I have to. Okay, this is ridiculous. Is the fart still tied up? Yeah. She is about to break free. Stop the fart! But it is getting harder to stop the fart in the poop. I can't do it anymore. He's done showering. What do we do? It's time for me to come out. Maybe he won't mind. I'm not going to take that chance. Good morning, sweethearts. Okay, taking over the mouth again. Just play it cool. Good morning. That was a really great last night. It sure was. Ask him if I can come out! I'm gonna make some coffee. Would you like some? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, say no! I didn't want to be rude. Haha, <laughs> yes! I'm finally getting out! Thank you for listening to this episode. And before you go, I want to share some fun advice I heard yesterday and I thought I would share it with you guys too. If someone tells you, hey, you look familiar. And most of the time, most of us don't know how to react. We just say, oh yeah, I'm gonna get nervous. But here's what you say. I want you to look at the person, very shocked, and look around you like somebody else is listening. And then you get close to the person and say, I didn't know that you like watching that kind of on the internet and watch their reaction so if you like the show leave a like leave a comment submit a rating on itunes subscribe follow or ding our bell whatever it is you want on the platform you're listening to this on just show us how to play some love and share this podcast with other people if anything i said in this episode offended you in any way i don't give a damn and a half cry to your mommy or anybody that will listen to a sensitive snowflake like yourself just know and understand that no one cares there's someone out there right now who's really pissed at you because you chose peace over drama and distance over respect so f 
those people listening. Other than the music streaming service you're listening to this on, you can also find this podcast on YouTube. I would like you listeners to show some love to our beautiful host, Britt Nolan, and all of the fantastic voiceover artists you heard in this episode. Out of Place wouldn't be what it is if they didn't show off their great talent. If you like the performance of one of the voiceover artists, contact them, hire them, or simply tell them how great he or she did. To our loyal listeners who made it to the end, we love you, we appreciate you, goodbye, and always remember to smile. Smile.